Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Somerset, Kentucky. Please make sure to visit us online at phbcsomerset.com. Uh, in, in honoring God's word, if you would stand where you are, if you can, if you can't, don't worry about it. Uh, we'll have we'll have the words up on the screen, I believe, here shortly. In uh, Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Not that I've already attained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold that which Christ took hold of for me. Brother, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Echo into our lives today. May it sink deep into our bones and just radiate from us this morning. God, your truth is so powerful. And may it touch our lives in a new way today. We love you so much. In your name, amen, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. In Philippians 3, 12, I, I love that passage. It's a, and if you've ever learned a passage in the King James Version, you just can't help but quote it. It's like it came fast in those days. The Caesar, uh, decree went out from Caesar Augustus. So they, you know, those songs just kind of vows and the, 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 the um, King James kind of rolls out. But I, I love this passage. It says, um, not that I've already attained this. I love this. If you back up and read kind of the perspective, Paul gives his, his, his own um, resume, if you would. Uh, he kind of calls it out. He says, if, you, if anyone has the, the right or the privilege to, to have uh, confidence in their faith, it's me. And he kind of gives his accolades. He tells where he's from, how he was born, all his doctorates and all his masters. And he kind of lays it out and he says, I, I make them all rubbish. I consider it just garbage compared. Now, not that that's not worth something, but compared to the knowledge of Christ. He said, let me just clear my throat here. He said, let me just set aside all the education, everything that I've got, and set it aside and say, knowing Jesus Christ is it. It's the powerful. And then he says, it's not that I've already attained all this. It's not that I've arrived. I love that the apostle Paul said, I haven't arrived. I don't have it all together. Uh, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I press on. Press on. I, I want to ask you this morning, how's your pressing on going? Uh, have you kind of, kind of stalled out in your faith? Uh, can you look back at, at, at last year and go, you know what, Brother Dan, last year, this year, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I can see growth. Or, or when I say spiritual growth, do you, do you have a, ah, moment? I remember I've, I've done a lot of, of, of uh, hospital visits, bedside visits, and home visits, and, 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 it's, it's sweet, but a little sad at the same time when someone says, oh, I used to be a Sunday school teacher, and I'd pour hours and hours into my lesson, and, and my kids would see me, I would just, I'd stay, and I was like, you said was like three times. What about the is? Like when you ask someone about their personal testimony, they go, back in 19, and it's like, well, wait a minute, yes, that's important. There must be a start to every testimony, but what's God doing in your life right now? What is he echoing into your life right now? This is a journey we're taking. We don't arrive. I don't care how old you are. We don't arrive. It's a journey. 
God is showing. This is the living, breathing Word of God that we get to study. And, and honest to goodness, as I read that passage as a young man about rock stacking, eh, about old people who stack rocks and God, no big deal. As a father, I see, I see a precious memory. I see those rocks. And I read the Word of God as a father different than I did as a young person. I just do. And I pray that I read it again different as I'm a grandfather, not for another 30 years. But I hope that I read it differently, and God just kind of keeps showing, and it's rich and it's deep. But he says, even the Apostle Paul, that we have over half of our New Testament, I've not arrived, and you're not going to arrive either. But one thing I do, to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took from me, that hope, that hope and that peace. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have yet taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. I want to take a moment this morning. I believe, personally, maybe you're not me. For me, my biggest hindrance for moving forward in my faith is I can't let go of my past. Hello? Anybody else? Does your past seem to creep up? Do you drag your past behind you? Because he said right there, forgetting what is behind me. Now, we're not throwing out good memories. because We just talked about God. God loves our memory. He gave it to you. You are your memory. Isn't that scary? Ugh. I lost my keys three times this week. True story. I, I'm losing my memory. It's kind of scary. Hopefully, that was just kind of symptomatic. It happens, and I know it get worse. But, you know, I, and I, I do. I have um, my wife got on to me um, a couple weeks ago. She says, that's too much butter. You're going to have a heart attack. I love my butter. Butter and cheese are too fake. Anyway, so, um, but I said, well, better heart attack than Alzheimer's or, or, or um, cancer. That's what I got in my family, y'all. That's my genes. I don't have a lot to look forward to. Cancer or Alzheimer's? I was like, huh. I'll take butter, please. Let her go. Let her go out with a smile. I got in trouble for sneaking my dad a bacon cheeseburger on the cardio floor once. Anyway, butter, please. That should be a good sermon, Corey. Write that down. But memory, oh, my goodness. Memories can be precious. And they can be priceless. And God gives them to us. Puts a smile on our face. I want to, let me, can I jump to the point? In case you fall asleep, let me give you my two points. God gave you your memory and my memory for two reasons. Write them down. Two reasons. See, I told you I'm going to roll through this way too quick. Two reasons God give, has given us a memory. That's right. To encourage yourself on others. To encourage yourself. He, 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 he says, stack the stones to encourage you. I need you to remember, remember that I am faithful. I am God. I am powerful. I can move rocks and mountains. I can divide the waters. I am your God. I love you. Remember that. He gives us our memories. Powerful memories. Many of you remember this church packed to the gills. I've heard the stories. Maybe you remember when God swept through your life. You remember the day that God changed you and you said, i got to go down and talk to somebody because God is moving in my life. Those are powerful members. Hold on to those. Hold on to those for encouragement. He gives you that. 
And secondly is enlightenment. Encouragement and enlightenment. Enlightenment is don't do that. Or in my case in high school, don't date her. That'd be great. I um but I had friends that would go, What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm going, well, we broke up and now I miss her. Because do you not remember? This is not good. Don't go back to that. And I, I just couldn't, couldn't resist. Man, I had a high school girlfriend. I think we broke up like 20 times the first month. It was just it was a fiasco. It was painful. I wasn't learning. I wasn't learning. But don't, as the Bible says, as, oh, I hate this verse. I love it, but I hate it. You have people, this one that you watch your mom kind of squirm when you say it, but it's, it's God's word, so you can quote it. But it says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so do I turn return to my folly, to my sin. Yuck. Is that nasty or what? But we return to our sin. We return to our folly because we ain't got it. We're not using the memory God gave us. They go, that's trouble. He's trouble. They're trouble. It's trouble. Leave it alone. It hurt when you did that. Don't do that. The doctor, he says, it hurts. Don't do that. And God looks at us at times and goes, what? what? I gave you a memory so it, to enlighten you. To enlighten so you go, oh, so I learn. When I do that, it hurts. The last time I did that, I felt, ugh. So remind yourself, yuck. Matter of fact, I'm glad. I had good friends that would pull me aside and go, man, don't you remember? That was horrible. But I love her. No, no, you say that now. You, you're lonely. You, that was horrible. Do you remember the, the, this and that? And they would remind me and go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes God puts us aside and go. Hey, you remember the end of that end of that sin? Yeah. Like a belly full of cotton candy after a long roller coaster ride. Yuck. He's trying his hardest to get through to our thick heads. Forget what is behind you. Walk away. And some of us need to choose to forget some things. And I know what you're saying. It's easy for you to say, brother. I can't. I try my hardest. But it kind of drags me down. I'm going to read Genesis 19 to you. Familiar passage, Genesis 19. With the coming of dawn, the angel urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, so, uh, or you will be swept away to the city of punishment. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand, the hand of his wife and the two daughters and led them outside the city. For the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out um, of them. One of them said, flee for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere on the plains. Flee to the mountains where you'll be swept, or you'll be swept away. By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plains destroyed all those living in the cities and the vegetation and even the land. Verse 26. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. 
Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He also looked towards all the land of plan. He, he saw a dense smoke rising from the land like the smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities and the plain, he remembered Abraham and he brought them out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. So we have Lot and his wife. They separate. If you remember the story, they separated. You take the green, I take the knot. And they, they pitch their tents towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Otherwise, it's like you can set your tent where it faces any direction. But he said, I think I'll, pilt, I'll look towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And they knew that city was kind of a rough town. A lot was going on there that did not please God. And before long, right, we've, we, we skip forward and they're in town. They're not just looking towards town. They're in town. When the angel comes and says, we got to go. God's about to rain down sulfur. And, I mean, they don't say exactly, but God's going to wipe this clean. You got to come with me. And, and they hesitate. You'll remember they hesitated quite a bit. They tried to negotiate. And finally, he grabs their hands and we got to go. We got to go now. And they run out. And as they're crossing the plains, Lot's wife looks back. You can kind of see her face like, but I just bought those grapes. <laughs> I have a tea with Betty tomorrow. I don't, I don't know what was on her mind, but she was like, oh, but I just, I love that house. Boom. Turns into a pillow of salt. That's a, that's a different rock, y'all. You get it? I wonder how close, I should have looked that up, Corey. That would have been cool to see how close a stack of rocks for God's faithfulness for those who trusted him versus the one that said, but I miss my, I miss my skin. I miss my town. Now, Lot looked back, too. I don't know if you realize that. That's why I kept reading out. Usually, stop short of that, but Lot looked back as well. The next day, he looked back, and he saw the smoldering. There's my wife. Anyway, but he's like, he sees it. But there's a difference. See, there's a difference between looking back, because we all have tendencies. This past week, we spent a week, I went to, uh, to, to, to Jackson, and I had lunch with a few friends and with our old neighbors. We did pull up. It was kind of weird to pull up and see somebody else living in your old house. Have you ever done that? Kind of a weird feeling. It's like, I want to go in there. But, um, so, but it was kind of a weird feeling, right? Walking in and going, somebody's living in my house. And, and we had lunch with friends. And I went to see my mom my and my sisters and, and then um, drove down some familiar roads, had a few flashbacks. And um, um, got to sit in that pew that my mom always sat in. It was, it was nice. And it's okay occasionally to look back and go, oh, that, was, that was good. The difference is not to long or linger. Listen to that. That's, that's, that's worth repeating. I can look back. I don't need to long or linger. And we can, we can stunt our growth moving forward if we're always pining for what used to be, what might have been. The good old days are good because they're gone. Don't get me wrong, there were some good things. But my, I, it's so funny, I had to got my last charge. He said, everybody all talking about good old days. And he said, I was hauling water. He said, I was cutting wood. He said, it wasn't good for me. And he, he said, yeah, there was some sitting on the front porch and good family times. And there were some good things to come from it. He said, but people forget how hard they were. He said, they were hard. 
As you got sick, you just got sick. You know, he was just going through all these kind of funny things. And he said, good old days. He said, because we, we looked at him through rose-colored glasses. I go, aw. Kind of like me looking, looking at the old girlfriend picture going, aw. Somebody, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. No. No. See, sometimes we spend so much time looking back. We can't look forward. Young people, tune in just for a second. This isn't your first. This isn't the first time you go through your junior year or high school year or whatever. This is it. You graduate once. You only go through seventh grade once. Hallelujah. But you, there's a few things. You, you, I mean, it's once. This is your one time. This isn't your first time, dude. This is your only time through. And you can spend so much time thinking about how good things used to be or could be or was. But God's going, I've got great things in mind, but you've got to forget what's behind you and strive toward what I'm laying down for you. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? Are you holding on to that? I had a youth one time, Anna Booth. I love Anna. She was a precious little girl. She came in our youth group, and Anna was from Texas. She got a heel off from somebody. But anyway, she was from Texas. I still remember little Anna. She was so cute. She came in and she was, she was, uh, uh, but she was seeming a little sad. And they'd moved from Texas and, and um, try and talk to her. And, and she was kind of sold. She goes, I just miss my old church. I miss my old friends. And I said, I get it, honey. I'm so sorry. But I'm glad you're here. And, and uh, we spent a year of sad face Anna. I, I can still see her. She come in. She's just not, she's not. And then the day came in. She came skipping through. You know, they don't skip. But, but Anna came kind of like, you're just glowing. I said, well, what's going on with Anna? And she said, I get to go back to Texas this summer. My parents said, we're planning a trip to Texas. I want to go see all my friends. It's going to be great. I said, oh, that's awesome. And, and she just, she couldn't even think about anything else. And I would say, we're going we're gonna to go to camp. She goes, that better not be July 4th. And I'm like, no, because I'm going to be in Texas. I tell you I'm going to Texas. I said, yeah, Anna, you've told us a hundred times you're going to Texas. The day she went, the day she came home, Anna wasn't nearly as happy. And I said, hey, Anna, how was Texas? She goes, eh. I said, what? She said, they didn't remember me. I walked into church, and they were like, now, now who are you again? I said, well, I'm Anna. Oh, I think I remember y'all. She said, everything wasn't as good as I remembered it being. There were some good things. She said, I, I, I got to see two friends. There were some good moments. She said, but she said, I didn't realize I'd built up it so much that it couldn't even compare it to itself. Now, this is my sixth church, 29 years. Every church has good old days. And they're good to remember. They're good to remember and go, wow, that was good, and we did good things, and we should be encouraged by that. Matter of fact, young people, these stones that, that we're talking about here is this church. There'll be a day that you'll go off to college, <clears throat> you'll get married, and you'll drive by this church like I drove by my church, <clears throat> my home church. And I'll see the stones there stacked up there by 
the people in this room that built this church, that were your Sunday school teachers, that were your choir directors, were the people that sat behind you in church and encouraged you. Those are good stones. Don't forget those stones. Honor those stones. Don't live in the past. Don't let your past prohibit you from your growth today. Looking back, excuse me, looking back, it can be a good thing. But looking forward is powerful. See, looking back and remembering wrongly, when we begin to remain in the past or we long for the past, that's wrong. When we begin to obsess about the past, when we begin to redo that, what might have been made a good country song, it's horrible theology, y'all. It's still joy today. When our memories begin to define us, when our memories condemn us. I think I want to finish on this note today. Do your memories condemn you? Can you not get past your past? Are you still living in, I made a mistake back when and I'll never recover? Does your past condemn you? God gives us our memories to encourage us in the lightness. We've said that. So when you have a voice in your head that says you'll never do it, you'll never arrive, you've messed up too much, you can't go back, that's not from God. Do you understand that? That's not from God. God convicts. He does not condemn. <clears throat> Romans 8, 11. My last verse, listen. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's no more condemnation. There's conviction. When I do something wrong, God says, I'm over here. You know better than that. That's a good father. If you've ever been at the baseball field, you hear good fathers and bad fathers, don't you? Mm-hmm. You hear dads, you hear dads going, Oh, you know better than that. Can't believe you messed up like that. Those harsh words. But you hear a good father, right? Come here, son. You're better than this. We practice, you can do it. Lift your head up. Pick up your head. You're rolling. I love you. You can never let me down. You can never let me down. I'm right here. I've watched you. I don't care what the scoreboard says. You're my son. You're my daughter. I love you. You can do better. Yes, you dropped the ball. Yes, you messed up. It's okay. You're going to do better, right? We've practiced. You're good. You're going to do this. That's a good father. A good father convicts. Says you can do better. Don't do that again. Remember, it hurts. Don't, don't, don't talk to her again. You know better. That's a good father. The deceiver. The liar, the condemner, Satan, gets in our head. He reminds us of, of our past. You messed up too much. Remember, you always do this. When you hear those words, I want to encourage you. This, just grab this with both hands. Say, stop it! Satan, that's you. That's not God. That's you, and you're the accuser. You're beating me down with lies. 
My father loves me. My father wants what's for Yes, I messed up, but he, we're starting. I'm going to forget what's behind me. I'm going to strive forward to what God has for me. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let my past define me. I'm going to not drag it down. I'm not going to regurgitate it. I'm going to leave it in the past. I'm going to occasionally look back and go, there's some good rocks. God, you are faithful to me. Thank you, God. That was really good. And I'm going to strive for what Christ Jesus took hold of me, which is freedom in him. Peace, joy. That's what he's laid out for you. Those are the rocks he's laid down for you. He wants to remind us of the good things. But we can't live in the past. We stop. And the next time Satan reminds you of your past, I want to encourage you, remind him of his future. Amen? Say, yeah, I messed up. You know what, Satan? You're going to spend eternity in hell forever. And God has bought me with Christ, and I'm his forever and ever. Amen? And I make mistakes, but I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to dust off because I have a father cheering me on the sands. He is my biggest fan. He loves me. I'm not. I'm, I'm broken, but not torn down. God is good. He's a good father. He loves us. What's holding you back? Maybe you don't know Jesus today. Maybe you've never. Maybe you're not his. You're going, I, I need to be his. That's first step today is to say, you know what? I've been buying the lie that I've got to be good enough or better or, or, or cleaned up before I come to him. No, no, just as you are without one plea. You come to him and say, God, I'm a mess. And I want you to be my good father. I want to take out all the yuck of my past. I want to forget it. I want to forget it. I want conviction. I don't want condemnation. Today can be that day. You can make that. Maybe you are his, but you've been, you've been struggling. You've been circling the block. Satan just keeps reminding you of your past. You've just been treading water. And God is saying, you know what? You need to forget what's behind you. Because yes, those are some good days. Those are some bad days. But I have even better days ahead. Shake it off. Shake it off. Come follow me. 2020 will be your year. We'll walk with you. It's a new beginning. But you've got to let go of the past. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Father God, it's easy to say, hard to do. But God, you give us our memories to encourage us and enlighten us. Everything else is of Satan, to tear down, to condemn. Father, you want to convict. You want to love us. You have a good word for our hearts. Father, there's someone here today, maybe for the first time, that needs to come home to you, needs to run home to a good, good father and throw your arms around and say, I want a good daddy. I need good words in my life. I want to forget about all the junk. Yes, I, I, have, I have sinned, and I want to ask forgiveness of that. I want to repent of that. And I want to take my first step towards Jesus this morning. Father, give them the courage today. Father, maybe that person needs to, maybe we just need to take a step and say, you know what, I've just been kind of treading water here. And the current of the world has drawn Sodom and Gomorrah. I need to shake that loose. I need to let go of my past. Father, I, maybe decisions to join the church or just, to, just to, to commit their lives to you, Father. I pray for every decision this morning. Father, as the altars are open and the music begins to play, Father, I pray that you would come be with us this morning. Help us embrace your truth. 
as only we can. We love you, Father, in your most holy and precious name. Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. To learn more about the church, find out meeting times, or learn how to contact the pastor, please visit phbcsummerset.com. Thank you.